Mike, what are you eating? That looks amazing. Oh, this? It's just a delicious El Snor burrito from El Ranchito Taco Shop. Is that nacho cheese sauce and hot Cheetos? Nacho cheese, hot Cheetos, and their mouth-watering carne asada. And I'm dipping it in their creamy guac. Creamy guac. Yum. Giggity. I guess this is a great time to remind everyone that if they're ever in the Inland Empire area, visit Ray at El Ranchito Taco Shop. Yeah, totally. Check them out on facebook.com forward slash Ranchito Elsinore. Or on their Instagram at Ranchito Elsinore. Now I want me some Elsinore burrito and some of that creamy guac. Giggity. (laughs) I can always give you some of my creamy guac, Jake. Just ask. El Ranchito Taco Shop, Lake Elsinore. More than just great Mexican food. Friday, bitches. We made it through another week. Yay! Hi, bitches. Hi. Uh, I don't know about y'all, but I'm thirsty. No, sweet don't you, fuckers. I I hear that you guys um, are doing this special beverage tonight. We are. We are indeed. We are. Oh, something happened. What are we shooting? What the hell did you do, Mike? Hello. Trying to make adjustments on the fly, but I can't make it work anymore. Jesus oh, Christ. This is fine. Eric's remoted in. <laughs> That's all right. Oh, hi. Yes, I'm uh, off site. We're cracking beverages, bitches. Oh! We are cracking beverages. Are you guys ready? Yes. I'm ready. Ready? One, you go first. Okay. Two, three. A three. Uh, fuck yeah. Why did that sound like fuck that was yeah. all in unison? Because we counted to three. Because we're such a well oiled unit that we just know what each other's doing. Which, which? Uh, I'm well oiled. Did you grab my tall can from the car? I'm drinking a it's in the fridge. And I forgot to turn it upside down. I love you. I'm sure it'll be okay, Eric. What are you drinking? A Michelada? Yeah. You like those. I fucking love oh, Micheladas. No, it's pure coincidence. I had one in my fridge downstairs last week when I was sick. And this is what my family brought this week. So. Uh, <laughs> but let's ask the let's ask the real question this week. What is butter? Uh, what is butter? What is butter? See, Michael. What is butter? What is butter? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I can't believe it's not butter. I can. Uh, Jake is referring to my Omega Mart T-shirt that I'm wearing today. Yes. What the fuck? It's uh, Meow Wolf. Okay. It's an art thing that's very cool. That's pretty, if you guys are in Vegas, sweet, you should see it. But who? Michael, you need to pour us nasty beverage. Eric, who are you and what do you do? Oh, yeah. We'll, yes. we'll do introductions Hi, while everyone. Mike pours. <coughs> I'm Eric Montenegro. Hi, Eric. Hi. Heavy line technician for Ford Motor Company for almost five years. Um, I love my job. And that is the exact statement that I say to myself every single day just to get through the week. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you guys can relate on some level. Seriously. Uh, and to my left is the amazing, gorgeous, beautiful redhead. 
Hello, it is I. Pause for ASMR. Before pouring. Oh, doing this again? oh did I fuck it up? Um, I'm Allie. I'm a warranty administrator. I do administrative warranties for both Volkswagen and Mazada. Mazada. Nos Mazada. Mazada. And to my left is the silky toned, beefy man. To my left, he's so beefy. His name is Jacob Rikus. Duh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Jake is here doing things at the podcast. I'm going to drink horrible beverage now. Are we doing it? All right. For, Cheers. Before before I throw before I throw up in my own mouth, I am service advisor. I am depressed most of the time in the office. But to make things to, but to make things better, I spin around very fast in my office chair. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a typical service advisor, right? And to my left, the man who keeps me in the gulag is Michael Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> that's very that's very funny jake um hi my name is mike sarah i'm a technician at an automotive dealership and uh to that we he say, does fjord we, we say thank you for listening to us and we're gonna take a shot of the world's worst liquor so here you go guys wait hold on let's get it up cheers, to the bitches. microphone cheers cheers oh cheers wait let me do it i feel like we could do better right huh? now. Oh. Ah. that's good soundscaping very good guys very good oh here <laughs> Ali is the ASMR uh, expert. Why do I feel like each one of these is a different shade of piss? Let's go. Let's go. All right. One, two, three. Uh, Uh, Fresh bottle. That is just as terrible as I remember Uh, it. uh, (laughs) Fresh fresh bottle make your dick turn into little tiny worm. And that's... It tastes like perfume. (laughs) Again, that's Mike is just completely unfazed. Like your face does not change. Oh, I got so hot. That's thanks that's to what you call a professional alcoholic, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, that is thanks to Kevin Waters, uh, and that bottle is straight from Chicago, Illinois. So um, we want to thank Kevin Waters for if donating any... that terrible, terrible thank liquor. If anybody would like to try Malort, go down to local Seven Eleven and uh, let homeless man piss in your so mouth. Wow! Wow, Ali. At the, wow. It's trying to come out. It's so terrible. Well, not over my couch, please. That's what, he said. That's what she said. So, hey, Ali, you got a nice on you, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Do you understand what's happening? No, I have no Th- idea. Thank you, Eric. I can always trust on you. Yes, I'm sure some of the listeners know. Exactly I'm sure they do too. But anyways, moving on, Michael. I'm Sorry so to interrupt. Confused. So, so you know, we, is this a cry for help? These hot summer months, I'm really grateful for the air conditioning. Let me tell you. It. Hey, is that nice being able to have air conditioning on while we're recording, Eric? Oh, it's great. I love it. Technically, nice. it's not on I've while we're recording. I've got the AC set at 68. I'm good. Why not 69? <laughs> it's a far superior number. Nice. So, speaking of air conditioning, I had an interesting customer state this morning. What uh, did they state? What a coincidence. I saw 
I saw on the appointment sheet in the morning that there's a 2022 F-150 um, uh, power boost, which is the hybrid, right? Um, and the guy... Hi, Daddy <laughs> the is that who it was? No. Oh. Is power boost basically like a vegan turbo, if we're going to put it in layman's terms? <laughs> uh, no. I, I mean, I like that analogy. That's pretty good, but no. It's... That what's funny about that is, although it is a hybrid truck, it's also God, that a thing twin turbo crispies. So it, it's got both. You're saving the environment and you're polluting it all at the same time. Do yeah. they actually have an actual turbo in them? The power boost? Twin turbo. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a twin turbo? Yeah, it's the, 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 the uh, 3.5, I believe, right? Five, yeah. Really? Oh, sure. oh, yeah. It's yeah. not like the electric I don't know turbo. Why, I don't know why. I, oh Jesus! I fucking oh, right. hate nice that. Callback. Makes me so no. mad. I for some reason didn't know that Ford did <laughs> twin turbos except in the Raptors and wait, Raptor twin turbo? Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, any any of our V6s V's that are the EcoBoosts are twin turbos. Really? Hmm. Yeah. I just thought it was one turbo. Nope. Yeah, twin. No. Um, twins Two times. Are, twins are always better. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No. Um, so anyway, so this customer is complaining about a, uh, a clunk when the, um, when taking off from a stop and, uh, some, uh, I, I don't remember how he actually worded it to me, but something about the air conditioning, like it had demons in it or something like that. It just kind of did what it wanted to. <laughs> nice. And I was like, okay, sure. I'll, 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 you know, I'll come up to the drive and I'll take a look at this thing. The power of frost compels you. So we go out for the road test and, you know, I'm discussing with the guy like, so what's going on? And he's explaining to me about the clunking noise. I'm like, okay, so what's going on with the AC? He's like, well, you see, if I turn the AC off, it still keeps blowing. And he presses the button that says AC. Oh, fuck me. Uh, well, Hello. yeah, McFly. McFly. So, so for those of us that don't know, that button that says AC on your dash literally is the control to tell it to blow cold or not blow cold. It doesn't mean turning the system on or off. Okay, mine has a power button. No, so does his. No, no, we have a power button and an AC button. I know. Yeah. I'm oh, okay. saying the power button shuts the blowy part off the yes. for the layman. The blowy part. The, yes. the yes. part that's that goes. Also, Allie's mouth. Well, the blowy part. That, well, that sounds like a title for an episode. The blowy part. The blowy part. Yes, the power button shuts off the blower motor. So then he's also trying to tell me that not only does the system not shut off, but when he's driving down the road, sometimes the fan cuts out and it starts blowing warmer air than colder air. And I said, is this with the AC button turned off? So I so I said and I looked down at, at the dash, you know, where he's got mm -hmm. the AC controls. And I said, well, so you've got it in the auto mode at like full blast. So it's going to regulate the interior, you know, temperature of your cabin based on the temperature sensors and all that kind of stuff. So, yes, the fan will stop blowing as much and the temperature will change as from the discharge vents to keep the temperature cool in your cabin for as, you know, or warm for as best as the system can operate. Well, no, no, no. My son's a mechanic and he told me, I said, I said, sir, I mean, I'm just telling you this is how this system works. It's, it's not an argument. He's like, well, I never had it like that. I said, sir, you said that it was set up in this way with these lights and these buttons on. He's like, oh, oh no, I must have been mistaken. I said, sir. You know, if you'd like, we can take a look at the owner's it's manual. ma'am. Yeah, he's, he's like, I said, you know, if you'd like, we can take a look at the owner's manual and, I, you know, I can show you, you know, how, how this system works. He's like, no, 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 it's too confusing. It's in the dash. And, you know, he's an older gentleman. I'm like, I understand that you mean that it's in the... What? Well, 
So, so it's it's a 2022. So the owner's manual is in the the display in the center console thing. It's you all know? digital. Yeah, yeah. It's all digital. There's no use to not. I mean, there's no the same, excuse. Same thing with the new Mazda. You don't get you don't get a book anymore. But people still order the $300 manual so that BMW's they have literature. Manufacturers are like that. And so, I, and so I told him, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, trying to tell you how this system works and its normal features and operations. He's like, well, look, look ju- just trust me, you know, we'll, we'll put it in, in the mode that you say, and I'm, I'll tell you, you know, it's going to cut off. So I'm driving around town for like, you know, 10 minutes and he's like, oh, of course it's not going to act up now. Yes, you're right. It's not going to act <laughs> you're, up now. You're, you're correct. <laughs> and so as far as the, you know, the harsh engagement from, or the, you know, the bump for, coming from a stop, he's purely just talking about when the gasoline engine starts because the gasoline engine isn't running all the time. So when the gasoline engine starts, it's a hybrid. When the gasoline engine starts, you feel the gasoline engine starting in the vehicle, mm-hmm. just like any other car. Mm-hmm. But of course, it's normal operating but condition. Of, yeah, but of course, because you're already driving forward, and then you feel this small jolt inside the vehicle, you think that there's something wrong with it. But it's really just the gasoline <laughs> engine starting again, like in I any of our other cars. So I mean, it was just a kind of a big MPF, and you know, at the end of the road test, I was still able to kind of massage the guy over and like explain to him, listen, you know, I, I can show you in the owner's manual that this is how these systems work. And then the, my favorite thing was was he asked me, I, you know, what's the button next to the fuel door release? I, you know, I tried to look it up in there, but there's nothing that talks about it. I'm like, well, you know, when we get back to the dealership, I'll hop out and I'll take a look at it for you. And so above the, I believe it's above the uh, fuel door release button is a button that looks like the pickup truck with like that, what looks like a sun coming up off the top of the roof. No, no, right? no, no. You know what a lot of people describe that as? What? Is, uh, flying squids. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag sell the yes. bell. It looks like, yeah. Yeah, it squid. Looks like squids. flying squids. Squid. Yes. Okay. So that's another episode title. Um, uh, also, <laughs> so I, I had to explain to him what that was. Uh, it's just like, you know, what I, is it? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't even uh, get to that point. It's the cargo light. Yeah, it's the cargo uh, light in the over the uh, oh. uh, roof of the truck. Oh, it can be the, the squids or illumination. Be, uh, it can be the flying spaghetti yes. monster button. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's a great song. I actually have a spaghetti analogy. That uh, are you done with your story? I love spaghetti. And well, yes. before you do your analogy, I have a interesting AC story, real quick and short. All right, I'm timing you. That's what the fuck. Um, I had a really nice customer that I've gotten to know pretty well. Um, started off as a really angry customer, and I was a lucky one who was up for that ticket. So, you know, you go into it and you're like, "Great, I've I've got a wild one. I've got a hot one." He's already pissed. We actually ended up like bonding on a particular level with like cars and stuff like that. And now he's a super cool customer, and anytime there's a problem, he comes in and he's super happy and he asks for me. So it worked out, but uh, he came in that day and his AC wasn't working, and this is when it started to get hot. It was a little right. bit before it got real bad, but it was starting to get to that point where no AC is like hell. You just don't want to deal with that. <laughs> and uh, you know, we diagnose it and we find out it's the compressor, so no big deal. We say, hey, you need a new one, and he decides he doesn't want to do it, and he takes off. And then it gets hot, and I get a call from him two weeks later, and he goes, Jake, fuck this. Order the compressor. <laughs> when, it, when it shows up, call me, bring me in. So, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Was that the expensive piece? So we bring him in, we do the repair, blows icy cold, everything's good to go. Yesterday, he pulls into the drive. And um, even from inside of my office, looking out the tinted windows and in through his slightly tinted windows in his car... I can tell he's sweating bullets. Oh my God. And I'm all like, I'm like, oh, 
fuck. And I go out and he steps out and he is drenched. His it's like and for whatever reason he's driving with the fucking windows up, which is already weird. And I hop into his car and he's got the air blowing and the AC buttons pressed and it's turned as low as it can go. And it is blowing wicked hot air and the windows Whoa. are up. And I go and let's I'll call him Steve. And I'm like, Steve, well, what's going on, man? It, it's like, I can tell you there's AC issues, but why? And he lives in a town that's about 20-ish minutes away. Is it hotter town or colder hotter town? Hotter town. Okay. And um, <clears throat> Can I, we just call it the valley? Uh, yeah, sure, the valley. And <clears throat> I go, Steve, why is this? Bl- I know the AC's messed up again, but... Why is this blowing like this? I'm like, did you just drive all the way from your house with this blowing on? He's like, yeah, I wanted to make sure that it it still blew hot when I got here because every time I do it, it blows cold. I'm like, you drove with this blowing, throwing out 87 87 degree heat minimum with your windows up? And he's like, well, yeah. I'm like, okay. Are you you trying to make weight for a fight or something? Right. (laughs) And I'm all like, do you want some cold water? He's like, no, I'm good, man. It's everything's fine. And uh, so I kind of look underneath and the blower motor's fine and all that. And it's an older Mazda 3, 2011. Oh, I'm sorry. I think you mean a rolling sauna. Yeah. And um, for whatever reason, it's happened to me three or four times in the past couple of months. We've replaced compressors. And when that happens, the AC is fine. But then the expansion valves go. Oh, because there's contamination. Correct. In the so I'm. I told him I'm like Steve. I'm almost positive your expansion valve went, and I'm all like, you're not getting AC until we Is get it. Is that an issue of the repair then? Like yes. they did something to. They Te- didn't fully like evacuate. I don't know. When so if a compressor <laughs> fails, typically there's two repair methods. You can either flush the AC system, which never works nope. in my in, experience. Or you can replace all of the components mm-hmm. that are that touch the refrigerant, which yep. is the recommended repair. Because Jesus, that's way more extensive than just like I'm sorry, I don't know what's going on with my face. It's the frog in your throat. <laughs> <laughs> this makes for great audio content. I'm back. By the way. It's still like that. It's I don't okay. know what's going on. We're working through it. It's okay. Oh, I know it will help. We'll call it the vocal fry episode. Oh my god! Don't even. Don't even. Don't. I don't have any vocal fry, you guys. So I told him we ordered it. He left strangely happy and he kept it on blowing with the windows up. Just Steve's, so he could make sure he could duplicate the issue to you. Steve's a very interesting man. Great guy. I just think he's got a couple of screws loose. But anyway, so that's my fun little AC story. I hopped in that car for like 20 fucking seconds. I'm like, nope, it's hot. I don't even care if it starts blowing cold. There's something fucking wrong. I ain't sitting in this fucking thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I was talking yesterday with my parts manager about everybody's favorite topic, everybody's favorite topic, one-time use parts, right? So (laughs) what had happened, what had happened was we have a lot of, um, warranty extensions for, um, the air belt airbag clock spring this is in volkswagen side specifically volkswagens are pieces of shit yeah but they have a great warranty yeah because they're pieces of shit um (laughs) i side note i told my manager in mazda what the volkswagen um new vehicle limited warranty time period was and he was like 
no, it's not. He's like, check. It's not that. I was like, no, it is. It's six gears, 72,000 miles. Jesus. And he's like, well, that's why you guys, that's why you're so busy all the time. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty impressive, I think only Hyundai offers a more extensive warranty period than that, right? Yeah. So it like started to go up and then like it's starting to, I think they're ratcheting it down a little bit, especially since the. So ratchet. So. <laughs> Nurse ratchet. How did you know my nickname? Um, anyways. <laughs> Uh, so the one-time use parts, Mm -hmm. so we do these warranty extensions, airbag clock spring, you, when you do the clock spring, you have to replace this steering wheel nut. Mm -hmm. You have to replace the nut. Okay. Every single time, no matter what, doesn't matter if you think you need it or not. That makes sense. You have to fucking do it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a tor. I don't know. It's there's a reason you're only supposed to use it one time. Yield, yeah, uh, torque, torque to yield, yield. or whatever. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. I, anyways, let me clear my throat. <laughs> let me clear. You, you have to apologize. <laughs> I haven't had a cigarette in 15 minutes. Um. So. <laughs> I try to cast a wide net when, when something like this happens, because everybody says each department says it's everybody else's fault. So yeah, that doesn't help me at all. Something has to get done. So I went to parts and I said, Hey, when you hand out the clock spring, tell them you, they have to do the nut service. Hey, you have to do the nut nut in my hand (laughs) service. Same thing. Talk to all the techs. Talk to my manager. Okay, great. When I was talking to parts, I talked to the manager first and he says, well, you know, we had a basically 45 minute conversation about how it's not parts responsibility to make sure that the parts were on the car. And he said, let me tell you this, Allie. Let's say you go to the grocery store and you're going to you want spaghetti for dinner. So you go to the grocery store. Is it the store's responsibility to make sure you got the marinara sauce? Nope. No, it is not. Nope. And I was just like, oh my God. Thank you, thank you for that. I will use that forever from now on. Yes. Yeah. I oh, yeah. thought yeah. it was really good. And so I went into the bay of a friend of the pod, Will. Will and I, I said, will. I have the best fucking podcast fodder fodder bro like i'm i'm so excited about this analogy because it's true it's i mean it's everybody's responsibility it's really not as much the like do you guys order your own parts yes at the dealership so that's not how it works at our dealership like i have to put in a parts requisition form i don't like order them from the companies but i order them from my dealership so the way that techs get parts and will will write into the show if i'm wrong but the way techs get parts is they go up to the window and they say i need these parts and then they either get them or they whatever happens at that point well, on the Mazda side, the techs walk over to the parts department, say, this is what I need. They get ordered, and then we as the riders get the order slip. But ideally, they should have, like, a computer where they have access to the system, and they can, like Mike is saying, do an order form mm-hmm. or whatever. And then when the parts arrive, the parts department calls them and says, hey, your parts have arrived or whatever. And right. you go get them, yeah. and you put them on the fucking car. 
So this whole thing, like I actually told one of the technicians like, hey, what's the deal? Are you supposed to replace this nut on this clock spring? Mm -hmm. And he goes, oh, well, parts never has them in stock. So why would I hold up a whole repair for one nut? Because it won't get paid. I'm like, what the actual fuck is going on? So I call parts department and say, hey, how many nuts do you have in stock? We have 45 nuts in stock. Because they've never been charged out or put into the repair orders, right? Well, they are getting charged out. But they're not being used. Allegedly. She's saying, no, of course not. Yes, exactly. So I go to Will (laughs) and I... Is the power about to go out? Please don't, please don't say that. Well, I, We've already lost Eric, so... Yeah, what happened to him? Eric actually texted all of us. He said, Wi-Fi issues, I'll be back up and running. Oh, He's okay. like, keep going, I'll be back uh, for the second half. He actually sent me a text message, no, the Wi-Fi isn't working. Okay, so... Okay, we might have lost Eric. Uh, Eric has we'll been lost. Second half. Yeah, Eric has so, been lost at least for the first half. I go to Will and I tell him this analogy, <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, that's great." Except for I feel like recently the process has changed, mm-hmm. and now what's happening is I'm I used to go to the store and I used to get meal kits, right? I say I want spaghetti. They say, "Great, here's a kit that has your spaghetti, your marinara sauce, all the shit you need," mm-hmm. and now. When I go and ask for my spaghetti kit, they just hand me raw pasta. I feel like that's what's happening. <laughs> and I thought that was like a very good yes, it was. back and forth. Well, and on that, you know, me and you talked about that similarly to how you were saying that, wait, we, did we, did you talk about what happened with you losing it? Get the money? No. Uh, okay. So we'll keep, we'll keep this brief. Allie did. That's accountability. Uh, where? Oh, right down there. So we'll, I'll touch on this briefly. Allie made a mistake that could have cost, but she's good at what she does so she can recoup it. But same thing that I said was as a service advisor where I hold myself to a certain standard when we use that analogy was one of the riders on the Volkswagen side had a job that was for warranty and it was a rental car claim that to Allie was supposed to, you know, put it in. And then you get the money paid. If it's not, you don't get paid, yada, yada, yada. So the same thing, Ali goes, well, that's, and you'll get more. I didn't want to touch on it too much so you can explain. But Ali goes, you know, it's my fault that this didn't get claimed. And I said, no, that's bullshit. Because as a writer, same thing. It's like Ali as herself as a warranty admin is like the store. She has everything you need in her arsenal to make whatever recipe you need. But as either the tech or the writer, it is your responsibility to make sure that there is everything you have everything you need to make that meal before it gets made. So it's like, yeah, granted, things didn't go right, but it's like same thing. If you go to the store and you fucking forget something, it's not the store's fault. So, but right. you, you can touch on that. But we, uh, it, it made me, it made me angry that you, you know blamed yourself when realistically it's not your fault and I would have left a very angry yelp if I could but I couldn't are you gonna prepare for this one or is this Eric's um no uh we want we want to talk about the uh, the Mustang kid yes yeah okay. you were clearly listening to Jake's amazing segue that he just did I was busy trying to communicate things with Eric trying that's to get him fine. back up you know online. what it's okay we understand um okay uh anyway since uh, that's not gonna happen before the break uh, I'll touch on the uh, the Mustang kid it's a pretty short and sweet story okay 
So um, customer comes in, I believe, on Monday. Uh, and <clears throat> Sweet God. Uh, no appointment. Uh, later like in the day. Do. Yeah. Like you do. No appointment later in the day. Mm -hmm. My check engine light's on. Oh, wow. Fucking the tri fucked up. Uh, service advisor is talking, talking to the uh, young man and um, is asking, so, you know, the check engine light's on. Are there any drivability issues? Is the check engine light flashing? Well, I don't know what that means. Are you experiencing any issues with the car? Well, yeah, the check engine light's on. No, I mean, no. is the car <laughs> is the car driving weird? No, no, it seems fine. Okay, well, I mean, that's good. Unfortunately, because you don't have an appointment, it it's going to be a little bit for us to get you know you in. But we'd love to you know be able to take care of you. Do you have time to leave the car with us? Well, what's that mean? What do do you have time to leave the car with us? <laughs> no, I have rental coverage. Well, unfortunately, you don't have first day rental coverage. And if the concern is covered under warranty, then we can for sure get you in a rental car, but we have to have the vehicle diagnosed first. And unfortunately, it's probably not going to happen today, but we'll do our best. So the kid walks out and, um, you know, disappears. And the service advisor is kind of like, what? Okay. So then the salesman comes to talk to the service advisor and says, hey, this guy's just walking around the lot. Like, is, like, is he okay? Well, I, I don't know. He, he walked away. So comes back in and says, okay, fine. Like, you know, let's go ahead. But like, you know, I'll, let me, let me get a rental car, you know, and I'll, I'll pay for it on the first day. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter. So, um, we call up the rental car agency. They come and pick them up. We write the vehicle up. The vehicle gets diagnosed pretty much the same day we send it, you know, and, um, uh, but before all that, I skipped the part before all that, he, uh, we get a phone call from the rental agency and they're trying to say, Hey, um, this guy's requesting a BMW. I am so not surprised about so, this. So, so, uh, the service advisor says, well, put what type of Mustang, by the way, <laughs> brand spanking new, uh, new enough, new enough, yeah. spoiled ass brat. So, so, you know, put, put the customer on the phone, sir, you know, Ford only pays for $40 a day for rental. If mm -hmm. you want to go above and beyond that, that's fine. But that's your, responsi your, that's yeah. your responsibility, but we're giving you this rental coverage just because we're trying to help you out. You know, all this kind of stuff, because it had already gone a little bit South from there. You know, the, 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 the kid, we're trying to get information from, from him about what's going on with the vehicle. And he, he says, he just keeps saying, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. And then walks well, away. Well, then why is the car here? If you don't know what the fuck is wrong with well, it, I'm sorry. I mean, you know, the check engine lights on fine. The check engine lights physically on let's take a look at it. It doesn't matter. If you need a rental car, you can pay for it. If it's not covered under warranty, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it didn't need to go to that point. But so then we come to find out that, you know, after we get him situated in a rental car that he, you know, that is covered by our policy, mm -hmm. his mom wrote a Yelp review. So what happened was, was that when we told him that we couldn't get him done that day, he called his mommy walking around the lot, which mm -hmm. is when the salesman saw him. Mm -hmm. And the mom went and wrote a terrible Yelp review because the son said something about that. We had told him to go to another dealership, which yeah. was totally untrue. Of course, because I was called up to the service drive to a go on a road test if the car had drivability issues, but B be there to look at this car because he didn't have an appointment and the other department was backed up and I didn't really have anything going on. So we were ready to go. It didn't matter. We were just trying to prepare him that it may not get looked at today. Are you okay with leaving the vehicle with us? Yep. Right. So just spiraling out of control already. Mm -hmm. So the mom leaves a terrible, nasty Yelp review about how we're age discriminating against her young son oh, and me. we told him to go to another dealership because we didn't want to work on the car and then when he wanted to go get a rental car we said no and like all this untrue stuff mm -hmm. <laughs> you said no you can't have a premium vehicle that doesn't match the vehicle that you dropped off <laughs> and and nobody knew about this until the next day of course when we had already gotten the authorization from the kid to fix the rodent damage on his car 
Wow. Ah, that's what it was. Okay. The kid had no problem repairing the rodent damage, and he said he even, you know, I, I could see the text message thread between the service advisor and the, and the customer on their little program thing like Jake has. Mm-hmm. And, oh, thank you so much for getting me in and out. I, I really appreciate it. You know, go, go ahead and, uh, that's the, the timer, uh, you know, go, go ahead and, you know, um, um, fi- fix the repairs. Uh, it, it's not a problem. Thank you so much for getting me in. And we had it done the next day for him, and he picked it up the next day. I mean, it was in and out of the dealership in less than 24 hours. So from that point, it just spiraled out of control. The woman uh, retweeted in or uh, texted or yelped or whatever, the, you know, whatever she did, uh, hassling more complaints. And then she got onto the website and starts asking. <laughs> don't chunk it across the room. Here, just all. I, I, I don't know what that is. Um, anyway, so and we're, we're still doing fine on time. It's not this. Uh, maybe it's Eric coming back in. I think it's what? Eric. Oh my God! Whoa, it is Eric. And you oh, sound it's Eric. Fantastic. Oh, hi. So God, you Whoa. sound amazing. Turn Eric down a little bit. He's oh, like, hello, dude. How did you? you whatever it video, is, don't but... touch a thing. Yeah. Oh, I restarted the computer. Your mic wow, sounds amazing. amazing. Okay. Oh. Yes, Mike, you do maybe sound it's amazing. It's my sultry voice. Oh, it is, baby. So it's everyone's I was, I was massaging my nipples, waiting in temptation. No. Oh my god, massaging my nipples. We're we're in the middle of the Mustang Kid angry Yelp mom story. Oh god. Okay, so <laughs> that's fun. So um, you know, at this point, we had already fixed the car. The vehicle's already been returned back to the kid. Everything should be hunky dory. But the the mom is still trying to get answers from us. Sure. And she's asking to to talk to to you know somebody at the dealership. And she's trying to do that through the website, which, as you described, when you write into the website and it says Frank is typing, that's not Frank on the other end. Right. Right. So, you know, she's getting answers back and forth and she's getting more upset and more upset. And so when finally someone. <laughs> Man, you are arguing with an AI. <laughs> but well, they it's don't not, know. It's, oh, I know. That, that wasn't the, an AI conversation. It starts off as AI, but mm. then there's other, you know. Somebody picks in. up on so, it. But when somebody calls back because they requested to talk to a manager, when somebody calls back in. And it's not the person that she was talking to, Frank. She gets even more suspicious and says, well, now you're lying to me. How come I was talking to Frank? I want to talk to Frank. Oh, yeah, God. where the fuck is Frank? Jesus. Oh. Crazy. So we ended up sending it off to one of the managers up front and just, hey, can you please take care of you know, your customer? Here, and deal with this. Yeah, sure. deal with this. We, can you we please have time, so. put a leash on Karen? But yeah, I mean, that was like Ooh. super interesting. Super All interesting. All Karens deserve a leash. <laughs> Shot collar. Some Karens like leashes. This is true. You're not wrong. Shot call to make you holler. Oh, fuck the hurt. <laughs> so we, we will pick back up after these brief commercial messages. And oh, it's going to... Is it, it time to pee? It is. It's time. And it's going to start... Well, you already took your pee break, Eric. Yes, and it's going to start yes. with Allie being accountable for her actions. Oh, when we come back. When we come when back. When we come back, actually, you'll see how yeah. accountable actually, I was. We could, if, if, is, is that a long one? We have time. We're we're only at like thirty minutes in realistic time. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's go. Well, it, it. Look at, looking at the second half, is that going to be enough to kill thirty plus? Yes, minutes? it is. Oh, okay. shot. I yes, think so. Yeah, yeah, okay, then go gonna, for we're it. We're gonna be fine. Okay, so this is fucking gay. We. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> Um, <laughs> listen, we're, we're we're allies here, you guys. <laughs> um, we're okay. allies. You can so, serve oh, Eric up that. a smidge if you can. So, um, I... Hi, I'm a smidge. 
Hmm. Sounds like a sound guy. I made a again. mistake recently, mm. and stop making mistakes. It, yeah, and you, you know, I don't bitch. make. I don't mean to like to my own horn, but I don't. Toot, toot motherfucker. Ma- but yeah, toot toot bitches. Um, I don't make that many mistakes, like big you do. mistakes. You, do not. you You are pretty much flawless in what you do. And so I and many other ways. Yes. Had a service writer contact Gunk me and tell 2000. me, "Hey, we have to initiate a rental authorization." And um because of that, I was waiting for some information which was specifically a sales doc number so I could input that in the authorization form. And so I had written the RO number and needs um author oh need sale docs sales doc number and that some sales five times fast sales doc number 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 i was hoping you were gonna say sales stock or something i thought it sounded like she said sales stock number sales cock so would you like some sales doc in this trying time oh god and so what i had done is i had written that sticky note and then i thought you said it was on your calendar nope well the sticky note was, was stuck on my calendar, calendar. Okay. but it was on my desk calendar. Which is underneath a bunch of bullshit. Which means that after a period of time, Which it is 20 got minutes. buried <laughs> with other very important things that I needed to do. And that was back on July 18th. Oh boy. So the customer has been in a rental vehicle at $40 a day since July 18th, and I do not have authorization for this. Oh, my. And I just found out. shit. Yep. And the service writer had called me today and said, hey, I see this um, document for Ortiz. Have you gotten the authorization? And I'm like, yeah, that that name seems familiar because I had gone through like our... um, special order right. uh google sheet that we doc have sheet, yeah, yeah google doc and um i looked it up previous like three days ago i looked it up the ro is written all in customer pay and there's no line for a rental on it oh my god so i moved on Girl, but fuck. it wouldn't have mattered you guys because even if i caught it three days earlier i only have 10 days from the day that the customer went into the rental so I fucked up and I call, I go down and have a meeting with my service manager. And before, I was like, this you... is not the service writer's fault. Which he is, told me about which it. Which is fucking bullshit. But I'm not going to let some, listen, all fucking day when I'm trying to find accountability for a specific action, everyone is pointing everywhere else. And I'm not going to be that person. I fucking did it. I told him. I did it. Was so there, he says, you need to line? go talk to the to the owner. Was there a line? You need to tell him what you did. Was there a line on the RO for it? For the rental? Correct. Was no. there? Then it, it is, is the service advisor's service fucking advisor. fault. And, you know, if we're going to go into it, it's also the service manager's fault. He should be. But it's all of our fucking fault. And I'm just saying this is my part in it. I take pride in my work and I need to take accountability for my part that I know I screwed up and let those people know. Now, luckily, we have another authorization that went through for a loaner and we hadn't been putting loaners in only rentals so we could recoup the actual money that comes out of the dealership's pocket. Right, right. And that's going to be 
equitable. Savings. Yeah, it, it's going to equal gonna what wash. this other one is. So it's going to recoup the money. And you know, if you how I sold it to my manager or to the owner on the bright side was that you know this here is five things that I've changed about the process. And that's going to ensure that things go a little smoother from here on out. So that's how I fucked up and how I was accountable. So all you fuckers listening, you better be accountable for your shit too. And now that she's explained that, but once again, and Eric, you weren't here for the analogy where we were talking about one-time use parts and the fact of saying that the techs were all like, oh, well, it's the parts department's fault that this and blah, blah, blah. And the parts manager goes, Ali, I'm going to give you an, an analogy. When you go to the store because you want to make spaghetti, is it the store's fault if you forget the fucking marinara sauce? No. Exactly. So, now that you've told that story, I fall back to that. Is it the very beginning, and especially with me, because like you said, I didn't. at the very beginning, <laughs> with me being a service advisor and I take pride to make sure that things are right from the get-go. I make sure that the RO is written properly, it's coded properly, whatever the case is. The fact that there was no fucking line to begin with means that that is the service advisor's fault that the very beginning, the blocks, the essential start of it's, every single... It wasn't single, on the shopping list. Uh, perfect. But at the very beginning, the building blocks of a repair start from the customer concern and what is on the legal document to move forward. Preach. I agree with Jake 100%. Preach. I Period. really do. That should have started with the service Ali, Ali you are the been. last line of defense, theoretically. Yes, you, you have some powers, yeah. you know, at the end, but you are the last line of defense to make sure that all the, you know, I's are, are dotted and T's are crossed and everybody's followed the procedures that were already set in place of their jobs, you know. It, if I give you if I give you an army and everybody has well, a rifle, but, you guys but I have, have to realize... no ammo, that's not your fault. Everybody dies. <laughs> fair. Okay, that's a <laughs> that's extreme. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it is extreme, but it's a fair comparison. Um, you sorry, Ali, you have no argument here, none whatsoever. Well, sorry. You know, I'm proud of you for you're a beautiful, perfect person. I'm proud. Thank you, but I'm proud of you for nobody's nerfic, Eric. Yeah. Just as. Mary Poppins says, perfect in every way. Oh, my perfect. fucking yeah. God, you guys. Thank you. <gasps> Mike corrected me on something Disney. Oh, my God. No, I'm so uh, proud Eric, of you, Michael. Good so job. Literally, when I was literally. explaining to my service manager what had happened, he said exactly what Eric just said. What, just so a spoonful I, of sugar part, makes a mess and go down? He said... That you're perfect. And I said, nobody's perfect. And she's, he said, you're perfectly perfect in every way. <laughs> and, and and so this is the second time I've been compared to Mary Poppins today. And to me, that's a win. So two things. Well, before if you're we hearing go to it multiple times, then it must be true. <laughs> so two things before we go to break. Number one, however, I am proud of you for going to the owner and bringing it to his attention up front. That takes balls. And I didn't cry and she, in front of the owner. She cried like a baby when she got into the <laughs> car with me, though. I, because I felt bad that, because I don't make those mistakes. So, like, I was, I beat myself up I can relate bit. to that. Yeah. yeah. But second, would you like to tell the joke that you told the owner before you broke him <laughs> the bad news? Do it. Okay, so Eric. And then we'll go to break. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Why did the chicken cross the road? 
Hello. To get to the other side? I don't know. It was to get to the idiot. Knock, knock. Who's there? Chicken. Chicken who? It's you. You're the idiot. Do you get the joke? <laughs> no, I don't get it at all. I shouldn't have done that to Eric. I should have done it to someone else. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, because the chicken is getting to the other side. Okay, and you're on the other side. You're the idiot. I said, knock, knock, who's there? Uh, <laughs> that was a bit of a reach. I'm sorry. It, it, it was, Anyways, it was funny when she did it. It sponsors. was funny when she did it to me yesterday because I fell for it and I felt like a dumbass. <laughs> he was the idiot. <laughs> not, not hard to achieve. Need, oh, boy. It we made, need to thank Travis Ferris from Hit Distributing. That's for your cue to shut up. This is your cue to not get late anymore. Anyways, <laughs> we'd also like to thank Ray Moon from El Ranchito Taco Shop in Lake Elsinore. And we'd, for his also, walk. we'd so also creamy. like to thank uh, Nick Lowridge from Maco Tools. We didn't thank Nick, right? No, not yet. Okay, thanks, no, Nick. we did not. Thanks, thanks Dickie Dale Follett and everyone else. Dickie we'll Dale right Follett <laughs> and Bruce Vane. Hi, Mike Sarah here from Customer States. If you're searching for the highest quality additives, lubricants, or cleaners for your automotive, heavy equipment, agricultural, or industrial machinery needs, look no further than the Justice Brothers line of products. From lubing your chainsaw, performing a complete fuel system treatment and decarb service on a customer's vehicle, keeping that forklift forking and lifting, or just need a can of that famous JB80 penetrant to persuade a rusty bolt, Justice Brothers has you covered. Travis Ferris of Hit Distributing is not only Southern California's authorized Justice Brothers distributor, but also a great friend of mine. Over the years, Travis has helped me and my dealership with anything and everything we need, including all the lines of Justice Brothers products and even equipment to perform the various services we may need for our specific application. HIT stands for Honesty, Integrity, and Trust, so you know when you contact Travis, that's exactly what you'll get. That, combined with Justice Brothers supplying superior quality automotive products since the 1940s and 75 years in the racing industry, you will have absolutely everything at your disposal to get the job done. Justice Brothers is proudly made in the USA, and they have a satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Justice Brothers has the best quality products over any other competitor, and they'll gladly tell you that themselves. If you live in the Southern California area, call my man, Travis Ferris, at 805-208-7818. And if you don't, call him anyway and tell him I said thanks. And visit justicebrothers.com to learn more about their complete line of products. Justice Brothers, America's brand for quality. Came a little bit early there. Yeah, it happens. Just let the veins of Bruce play. It's the remix, bitches. Alright. Well, those were beautiful vocal stylings. Of Madame. Uh, who was styling the vocals of Madame and Deep Throat. <gasps> I did it. I knew it was it this That's time, me. you guys. Oh my god, you should be so proud of me. All right, everybody, here's a beverage. <laughs> wow, that was rude. I wasn't even ready for that. Well, it's okay. Now you're spotlighted. And I heard okay. it. Oh, I forgot to shake it again. God oh, damn it. God. You need, a, you need a, like a chopstick. To like, mm-hmm. oh my god, Jacob put Koa's. Oh god, I keep doing that. Um, 
No, you got to write that down. You Koa. said Koa. Koa. I, yeah. I keep thinking I'm saying Kono. Yeah. Anyways, Koa. Koa. Koa's little toy that's a little chipmunk. And she's staring at me so cute. Like, so thanks for listening toy? through those messages, you guys. We really, really appreciate you. I know not a single And thank you for listening through listen our bullshit. Yes. And thank you for um, just being awesome people. You know, thanks for listening to this garbage. It's just one of those yeah, we, but it is. Friday. We have to tell you that's what we really appreciate about you. That's really what we appreciate about you. Um, so I don't. I'm gonna like I do sometimes. I'm gonna peel back the curtain of the podcast. Peel back the skin. And um, or skin. Okay. Let everybody know that. Don't roll your eyes, Mike. That's probably the first bad thing that's been said all podcast in terms of hashtag and sell that belt. It was the analogy. It was the analogy. It was just. It was amazing. I just wasn't expecting it. So I guess to to our real quick, Allie, before you start, I'm sorry to our listeners. I apologize for the background noise. I'm with my family right now off site, and so I'm trying to keep it to a minimum. To a dull roar, if you will. You're doing great, Eric. Thank you. Yeah. Just want to let you know. And you'll have to apologize, Allie. She hasn't had cigarettes in weeks. Yeah, I stopped smoking cigarettes, but I'm still smoking my vape, so I don't know what's going on. You look like shit. Well, you smell like shit. Listen here, Marv. If you don't give me my fucking Marlboros, I'll tear off your fucking wig. (laughs) Is that enough? Make it enough. I hope you guys can pick up on this because I don't remember what I was talking about because I have more ADD than the rest of you guys. You were going to peel back the foreskin. We're going to peel back the curtain of the podcast and let y'all know that um, we have been teased, Jake and I personally, because if you're new here, Mike and Eric work at the same dealership. Jake and I also work at the same dealership, but different dealerships from Mike and Eric. Oh, no, 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 no. Let's not do that. No, 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 no. I do not condone. I do not condone. And we all bicker with one another's partners like we're married. Yes. So, um, we have been teased pretty hard about some, it's been nothing but tip and I need some fucking edging, ladies and gentlemen, we've been edged pretty hard about something of which I do not, (laughs) we don't know what the fuck is going on. Mike has some topic. It's called shop changes, ellipses. It's so funny. I almost put ellipses in parentheses. Oh my after god, you should have. <laughs> yeah. We oh haven't god. done that in a while. Yeah. I'm kind of glad you wouldn't have allowed it to happen. <sighs> okay, um, so and Eric, you know what's happening, smile on right? His face. Look at that smile on his goddamn face. Just because I've been waiting oh to like, tell the story to somebody, and you know, again, how upset would you be if somebody already told us? I wouldn't be really upset at all because you're not the only person that I'm telling it to right now. We so. have no idea. Uh, um, <laughs> I just wanted to see. I'm like, did someone tell you, Jake? And no, I don't fucking I just, know about no, it. No, I just like seeing the joy leave Mike's eyes. So <laughs> <laughs> I think we all secretly so, on that. at our at our dealership effective Tuesday um, this this Tuesday, uh, our service manager um, had left uh, resigned our dealership uh, Why? For, for, for greener pastures. And so why do I yeah. feel it's not for greener pastures? Well, I mean, there's always greener pastures out there. Yeah, but why would she fucking leave? That's my point. Because the better pastures. 
better offer. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Fuck it. Yeah. There's a lot more to it than that. Well, yeah. I don't know. I feel. Well, I feel like. Uh, bottom line. That's I, the version that I'm going with. I feel like Miss. <laughs> okay. Why are you shaking your head? So go on with your story. Um. So our service manager resigned and uh, left the dealership for greener pastures. And um, when we got our new general manager in, you know, this was kind of a sudden thing. So, Wait, so your general manager is stepping in as... No, we got a new general manager. Oh, that's... Okay, yes, And yes. our old service manager, you know, and now our former service manager, mm-hmm. resigned. She's, you know, stepped away to go do mm-hmm. different things. And um, basically... The next day when it was made, you know, when, when he found out, um, I was told by the service manager as she was leaving that she was said, I'm recommending you to take over my position Hmm. in the dealership. And I look at her and I kind of laugh. I'm like, what? She's like, yes, blah, blah, blah. You know, I think you're the only person really that can like do it or like cares about the shop, all this kind of stuff. And what? Yeah. And so I said, you know, that's very nice. You know, I don't know that I'm really ready for it yet. And she says, no, like you, you'd be an idiot to try and I'm, I'm recommending you. You'd be an idiot to step, to step away from this opportunity. Just, you know, do it. I'll be here for you. You can call me whenever you want, blah, blah. blah. I said, okay, well, thank you. And you know, he's like, uh, and she's like, you know, just expect to have a meeting with him at some point. I said, okay, fine, whatever. You know, I'm just, you know, I'm sure she was being nice and just expecting, you know, to say that the nicest things that she can to, to the new guy coming in. And then about instead two, of like, you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. About two hours later, I get a phone call from the parts manager and he calls me into his office and I'm like, you know, okay. And he needs help with something or whatever. I'm still, you know, doing all that stuff for the parts department. And, um, he closes the doors and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm like what, like, what did I do? He's like, well, I've heard the rumor that the service manager is gone now. And I just want to let you know that I'm going to be rec, you know, I'm going to be recommending you to be the service manager. Number two, because I know that as soon as he finds out that she's gone, he's going to call me, you know, the parts manager and ask me to take over the service department for now until they can find a replacement. And he, you know, the parts manager does not have the time and doesn't know the service side of it. So he asked me if it was okay if I rec- if, if he recommended me, and I said, she, she literally just said this like, you know, two hours ago to me, like, this is hilarious. I said, I, yeah. And, you know, we had a pretty long discussion about logistics and things like that and support groups and stuff. And I said, listen, I'm not looking to get into the service manager position. I will help run the shop until we find somebody. But, you know, I, 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 I don't want to be the service manager. I, I don't know enough. I was never in a close enough position to know the numbers side of it. I know how to run the shop. I know what the shop needs. I know how to improve efficiency. I know all that kind of stuff. But I don't know the numbers side of it. So Well, then, I guess everyone has to start somewhere. Like, well, everyone was new <clears throat> at some point. So, so, so uh, I, I tell the parts manager, I said, that's fine. You know, and then when... When, when it happens, you know, you can tell him whatever you want. I'm sure he's got his own plans already, but you can tell him whatever you want. So about another two hours later, I get a phone call from the parts manager and I get called back in the office and he says, oh, hey, by the way, I just got a call from the new GM and he says that he wants to meet with you tomorrow. <laughs> oh, that's fucking <laughs> So what, what do you feel at this point? I can't. I fucking can't. I, Eric hates this. Eric hates no, this we're gonna, so No, we're going to get Eric's opinion. In Eric this has in not moment. voiced any opinions on this. This is pure speculation on Michael's part. 
So it, this is not set in stone. Well, I'm not done with the story yet. Okay, we'll keep keep going. So the next day comes around. He's talking, Ellie. <laughs> the the next day <laughs> the next day comes around. Uh, thank you for mouthing that, by the way, Ellie. Oh, <laughs> she said, vacuum. Fuck you. I said vacuum. Um, the, very good. That's TV appropriate. <laughs> yes. Um, so the next day, um, I get a phone call from the parts manager. He's like, come to my office. And again, I'm not thinking that anybody's really said my name for anything at all, let alone service manager, right? And uh, I get a phone, you know, come into my office. I'm thinking he's, you know, he's got a question about parts or something like that. Just like we normally talk to each other all the time. He says, all right, it's showtime. I'm like, what? He's like, yep, we're going over to the office. I'm like, what? Oh my God. Like I'm kind of dirty still from like working on a car. I'm like, oh, oh, oh okay. So, um, we walk into the, the GM I'm kind of upset that you've kept this secret <laughs> for so long. Okay. So we walk into the GM's office and literally every single manager from the dealership is sitting in a chair around the general manager. And they're literally all looking up at me. I mean, it was like, you couldn't write a more, uh, you know, iconic scene of like deer in the headlights. I'm, I was, I thought it was going to be like a one-on-one with like, you know, me and the new GM and the parts manager. Right. But no, it's every single manager from the dealership is sitting in that office oh my God. and, um, not stressful. No, not at all. And so, you know, they invite me to sit down, which, you know, it's kind of hard because I was shaking so hard. And, um, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> anyway, so we had a conversation, we were talking about stuff and this, that, and the other, and essentially, they offered me um, a pretty good um, position and, you know, the ability to, to help the dealership out. Uh, they were kind of appalled of the fact that um, I wasn't getting compensated for the shop foreman position before, and which is the reason why I stepped down. They, I, I, so they had no idea that that had happened or the they're just playing dumb. I, I, I had mentioned in some of my accolades at the time that, um, I, which I didn't mention that I was actually also a certified, uh, service manager, but I mean, that's neither here nor there. Um, well, that's a new you thing you have it. to add. Um, but, um, I had said, you know, well, I was the shop foreman and like, that was my title in you know, the Ford system and I was doing shop foreman duties, but I, not only was I not getting paid for that, I was actually losing money because I was getting, you know, I'm hourly, you know, or not, not hourly, I'm flat rate. So I'm supposed to be in my stalls working, but when I'm doing this, that, and the other in the shop that I can't flag for, where's my efficiency? And that's why I stopped. Cause I kept getting yelled at for efficiency when I'm getting called to do all these other things. I mean, we've talked about this before and they just, you know, they're, they're all looking at each other. They just couldn't believe this. And like, we're going to write this for you. We're, you know, in 24 hours, we're going to have a, a new pay plan for you, you know, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. Um, the other night he called me up and asked me if I can go interview, you know, people for, for, for different positions around the, around the entire dealership, just cause he wants my information and my input. I mean, I, I'm, I'm receptive to what he has to say, but I'm also, you know, kind of taking it with a grain of salt. You know, everybody wants to come in and make changes and all this stuff, kind of stuff. And I just kind of figured that if people are going to be making changes to the place that I put my <laughs> literal blood, sweat and tears into for the last 15 years, I'd like to be able to, you know, get in somebody's ear and recommend the changes to actually make our dealership work. And if I can introduce myself in, in a way that somebody will trust me, then that's kind of the best way to do it, you know, from the beginning, cause he's, he's coming in blind and now, you know, and now the two existing managers have both recommended me and I've told him all my accolades and I've told him all this and I've told him how long I've been here and I've told him, you know, all this stuff. Hopefully he'll listen to me if he if he tries to make a change that isn't going to jive with the rest of the shop or is going to be detrimental to the shop hopefully he'll listen to me i mean ultimately it's his choice in the end and right. whatever new service manager comes in whatever their choices are but if i'm in a position where they 
listen to what I say or at least have, you know, at least would at least would listen, let alone if they do it, but at least would listen to what I have to say. You feel like you got a soapbox now a little bit, a little bit. I mean, they, they trust me. He's already called me on my personal time. He, he you know, he called me at like six 30 at night. Like I'm, I've already been off of work for two and a half hours. Like I, I'm gone, you know, by, by the end of the day. Well, no, maybe it's two hours, but at the point, well, anyway. you're never off if you're on salary. No. Well, and again, that's one of the things, you know, I have a bunch of stipulations. If he's going to show me a pay plan, I want to have all this, that, and the other. I've Has my anything been my eyes. presented yet? No. Um, uh, I was just about to ask, are you service manager or not? Uh, I'm waiting. Uh, we're all, uh, I guess we're all waiting until next week to hear. Um, he, he's been uh, out of town doing, because uh, he, he, he's in, uh, responsible for multiple of the dealerships all, all across okay. the area. So. so I'm hearing that pending <laughs> their pitch of your pay plan and you I, saying yes or no, let, basically. Let, let, me, let me get this perfectly crystal clear again. I I would love to be a service manager at some point in my career. That isn't going to be right now. I don't mind running the shop, but I don't want to be the service manager right now. But it sounds like you're going to be the service manager right Perhaps now. If only interim, temporarily. Interim service manager or acting service manager until we can hire a, 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 you know, a reasonable candidate. You, you know, know that that's not how that works, right? I, well, I, I'm not going to be put in a position to fail because I was never allowed to see all of that stuff before. So, but you know that that's not how that works. How what works? There is no such thing as an interim. Once you take that, they'll keep you. They will not hire someone else. Oh no. They, they know perfectly well that I, that I do not want. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what you want. Well, it's going to be in the contract well, or whatever that matter. I'm not. it does matter. You know? Because mm, if it, he doesn't want to do it. My biggest thing, first of all. They're not going to say, no, I want to pay you less money. But, they're not going to do that. But, so, if he starts his interim and they give him the pay, and then they come back, Mike would not say no if they go, you're going to be our new service manager. There's no fucking way you would can do I, that. Can I, can I just say that I'm not really ready to turn up my wrenches, uh, tur- you know, turn in my wrenches? I was going to ask you about that. So, like, that means you don't get to work so on in, cars in, anymore. In all of the people that I've talked to, multiple work. technicians across the United States and in Canada, um, multiple service managers from multiple different areas, friends, family, this, that, the other, you know, I, my, my biggest thing that I keep saying, like my mantra now is like, I would love to be, you know, the full-time shop foreman or an assistant manager or service manager someday. I just didn't think it was going to be tomorrow. I'm not, I'm not really ready yet. So, so that's but do you, one of my biggest Is this like hang-ups. having kids? Like, is this something that you're never really ready for? <laughs> you know what I mean? You sound like everyone I've talked yes. to. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, all those other people sound Admit, amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you, but it makes me fucking angry that you don't want to jump at this because mine was taken be away. Put, I don't want to be put in a position for immediate failure because I don't, I, I was never, I was never, I was never given access to see all the stuff that I need to know. So I'm coming in completely blind. I know a lot of stuff. Again, like I said, first of all, that the, the, the way to run that uh, service department is with two people running the service department. You have uh, either a, a service manager and an assistant manager or a service manager and a shop foreman slash assistant manager or something like that. And I would be in the latter role and I would love to, would to take care of the shop and the customers and like all that kind of stuff. And I'd finally get paid for it. But I also want the ability that if I've caught up on all my shop foreman stuff, I, my toolbox is right over there. I'd love to go turn some wrenches and, 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 and bust out a trans job or something like that. When I, when I have some time, 
I'm just, I wasn't ready to like be a full-time anything other than wrenching. And I still have to worry about, you know, my boys in, in, in the department. So it's like, there's a lot of moving parts and pieces in this thing. And, you know, as excited as I am, I'm also nervous, you know, no, nobody likes change and this may be the best change in my life, but still change, you know? Yeah. Change is One always day scary. at a time. Yes. You're, you're thinking way too far down the road. You oh, need to take this ju- one day. I would just fucking shove my dick right the fuck into it and go the for fuck it. down. You're not going to be set up for failure. They're not I got to even see what they offer me. I mean, they, you know, they could say, hey, thanks for your advice, but just go back to turning wrenches. And I'd be like, okay, see you later. Okay, and then just so, move on. Yeah, so it's exactly. Like, so one day at a time, stop thinking that you're going to fail. Because when you do think you're going to fail, you are going to fail. Oh, you no. I know I have the this, energy, but I just, you I'm receive not ready. The, <laughs> shut up. Shut up. You receive the energy that you put out there. So if you go in there with a positive attitude that you're going to rock this and kick ass, that's exactly what's going to happen. Stop thinking that all these bad things are going to happen, that you don't know what the fuck you're doing just because you've never been in that position or even close to that position before. You need to go in with a positive attitude that you're going to learn and you're going to absorb all of the information you can so that you can do the best job that you're capable of in that position, period. I'm still so happy for Alex, but this conversation makes me so fucking angry. I am the the biggest thing. He's not being service manager at you, Jake. Oh, I'm not. No, I'm not. It's just, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked for you, man. I hope you jump at it. It's scary though. Like, well, the, the, the other thing too, is that it's not scary. It's, I don't think it's hard for me. I don't think that way. That's why it's, I know, I know you don't think that's why it's difficult for me with me hearing that I will shut dangers. I will, I will dig my dick so far into the dirt and be the best fucking everything I can. (laughs) (laughs) It's about fucking time. Yes. Oh, what a great sound bite, you guys. Oh, yeah. um, Best of luck to you. Amen. All right? It was nice knowing you. How do you feel? Like, are See you, you later. happy? See you later. <laughs> Eric's being a queen right now. Why that? How do you feel about it, Eric? Yeah. I know. I'm, in, I'm indifferent. Indifferent? It's not true. Yeah. Again, I have not voiced any kinds of opinions or concerns regarding this whatsoever. So everything that comes out of his mouth is pure speculation. Why does that scare you? He's letting you be a beautiful butterfly. Um, I don't know. I, I just I, I feel like just because of how kind of lapsed days go and and you know I can be a stickler at times. Like you know, people in the shop may may think that this is a joke or whatever. But I'm seriously legit just trying to help out the dealership. I've spent fifteen years again, like I said, fifteen years of my life at the same place with some of the same people, a lot of new faces, but. I've, you know, I've known them for longer than I've been there. And that's now my new family because they're still there and they're still my family. And, you know, again, like I said, if somebody else is going to come in a new face with, you know, no prior experience, doesn't know the shop, doesn't know the people, and they're going to try and start making all these changes without having somebody to talk to. That's crazy. Why can't I be that somebody to talk to? And that's kind of all I'm trying to do. They, they, they offered me these things. Mm -hmm. All I was trying to do was like, tell them my accolades and say, Hey, listen, I can do this. And that's when all like, you know, what do you mean? You were the shop foreman. And, you know, and I said, well, you know, I can help run the service department while we're you know looking for somebody. I I don't mind helping out. I just, I want to be here to help and, you know, make sure that this place doesn't go under while you're looking for somebody. I'm just really confused as to how they didn't know that you weren't being compensated for the work that you were 
doing. I, I just I don't understand. I honestly think that was just a bunch of bullshit. First of all, the other you managers, so? some of their business, that would have never been discussed with them in the first place. But this new guy, I, I honestly feel that the, it's bullshit on his part, and he's putting on a face uh, that he didn't know. I, I, I really do. I expect that the other managers didn't know because that's not their place. They, yeah, they, they don't know anything about the that. service department. Right, but, exactly. Yeah. So, but the GMs but for the head story. honcho to not know, he's full of shit. He's but he's only been there. He's only the been there for what? How long, Eric? Like a, a couple weeks, a month, maybe? I mean, he may not know all the numbers yet. Yeah, but running no, all those I, other I, shops, I know you know for a fact he knows. Oh. I know for a fact he knows. And speaking of which, and being a family and wanting to help out, cough, cough, Alex, because you'll hear this episode. Where <laughs> the hell are my business cards saying assistant service director? <laughs> he's assistant. He's assistant to the regional manager. Jesus, <laughs> assistant too. I know you'll hear this, Alex. Hello. Oh, it's that oh, really is the wow. timer. I've never heard that before. Oh, Thank you. Yes, we have. And you said that the last time that he did that too. <laughs> and then when it happens Eric, again, he'll be like, oh off. my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike, I'm I, really proud I, of you. Congrats no matter what. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. It's clearly something that means a lot to you. Like Eric says, I second him. Day by day, take it step by step. If you get too far ahead of yourself, you're going to sabotage yourself. And I, I feel like we're similar in some senses like that. Like we hold ourselves to a certain esteem and you can get in your head and just take it day by day. You'll, you're going to do great, whatever it's going to be. I know. And I mean, you know, when I, when I have, and don't let it get to your head, like other fucking managers, when I, not you, Alex, when I, when I had the first meeting, the parts manager took me aside after we'd left the office, the parts manager took me aside and said like, dude, you, you killed that meeting. You said, really? Yeah, he, he's like, you said all the right words. You should have seen their faces. Like, cause I was making eye, to- eye contact with the GM the whole time. He's like, you should have seen the other guy's faces light up as they were like looking around. And you know, you said everything that the GM wanted to hear. And it, it wasn't that I was just, trying to say what he wanted to hear that's how i feel about the dealership and that's oh, what i do with the dealership good. so i'm you know I, i'm 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 hopeful and i that i can advance my career i just again like i said i didn't think it was going to happen tomorrow you know i'm i wasn't quite ready to stop wrenching but we'll see maybe maybe they'll let me be a salaried working shop foreman when i can like like i said you know i'll do all the foreman stuff and when i have time i'll still be able to turn wrenches you know i don't want to pack up my toolboxes i'm not ready yet well, <laughs> so, so it looks like you have another hat Oh my yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see come Monday hat. or whatever. It's so. a pending hat. A pending hat. Yeah. <laughs> it's hanging on the wall. He hasn't picked it off yet. Hashtag sell the belt. Oh, by the way, I got to hang up my uh, uh, I got to hang up my senior master plaque in the uh, showroom again. No. Oh, you guys. No. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I throw that in there, Eric? Y- yeah. You, you can have one too if you try real hard. <laughs> no, it's not even about that. No, stop. Just stop. Um, anyway, so we have uh, a little joke on the board. Yeah, I don't know. It was kind of a <laughs> the whole situation. The whole situation was a joke, to be oh. honest. But did you guys know that I actually used to work for an orange juice company? You I feel like did? you told me that. It, yeah, I did. It, you know, unfortunately, it never worked worked out because they fired me because I couldn't concentrate. Oh my god! <laughs> you just couldn't handle. Anyways. You just couldn't handle the squeeze. Couldn't handle the squeeze. So speaking, well, I speaking always of squeeze. squeezing and management, <laughs> they just beat him to a pulp. 
<laughs> Hashtag Sullivan. <laughs> Jake is upset. It's the same. Actually, it's the same yes, face when I said knock knock who's there, chicken. Okay. Um, we need a GM. We need a GM. Mm. So. Or should I apply for that job too? Mm. Please don't. Someone should. <laughs> And if not a if not a GM, the the idea of working as a team or what a GM would do if it was owned by there's no cohesion larger, to lar- the independent departments, right? And it, I feel like that's what a GM would do, right? Like I said, if it if we were owned by a corporation and do. and not should a family where there is one person that. Essentially, like he said, is the glue that holds all the departments together to make sure that if something goes loose, it's tied back up. But like you said, it's like with you and the service manager on the Volkswagen side and how that's real loose. Thankfully, you've got Alex on our side, which is definitely tighten things up. I try and but keep I feel... the I try and keep the shop tight. Yes, on my end as yes. being assistant manager. Uh, that that once my cards say that, but to hold that tight where Alex has more time to help you to keep that, where I keep the text calm, I make sure the other writers are staying in line, I make sure that the texts are happy, that the customers are happy. If something is missed, I take care of it to make sure it's still going. But then you have the other side where it's very loose on that aspect, where you guys don't have an assistant manager where it is left to the vice of we barely have a full service team right <laughs> so it's and it's that's the thing but besides the you know the idea behind having the gm is ali in one of her conversations that she had with the owner not too long ago is that he wants her to take charge and take more responsibility in the sense of acting like a manager so she Grab is, balls. she has gotten the blessing from the owner and borderline has been told you are a manager. You no longer have to ask for permission. You quote, quote, have a boss, but you do not have a boss. You need something done. You come to me and let's make it happen. Yeah. Which is that's he- fucking awesome. Which is huge. Wow. That's like the soundbite of the episode right there. <laughs> so it's like hearing a lot. Hearing that from the owner is fucking huge. And I told Allie that. And then you go to the yeah, owner and say, oopsie, I lost you $2,000, but I have another way no, to get it back. Stop. But it's stuff like that, that, and at the same time, what she didn't add to that story is he goes, you don't make mistakes, Allie. Yeah, he did say that. Word for word. He says, you don't make mistakes. He's like, Good. you're... At least it's recognized. He's like, you're packed... He didn't even, like, tell me off. No, he's like, you're busy. You need to take a breath and step back and recollect yourself. He's like, you don't make mistakes. The so, part that made me the best, so best upset... Praise you can get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The part that made me so upset about what and he I said... I would kill for that opportunity. ...was that he was like, you need to slow down... And well, there was something else. You need to slow down. You need to and s- basically, you need to slow down and recollect yourself. You need to get oh, back into like the swing Oh, and like you lost things. your focus and you need to da da whatever. Okay. And the thing is, is that I'm so busy. If I do, he's right. He's so right. I need to slow down and not spread myself so thin. Yeah, spread. But 
I'm also not allowed to work overtime. So if um, I slow phrasing. down, that's extra time that I'm not allowed to spend. And I've so it just feels like I'm getting, and that's a great point many? to go back to him and be like, Hey, you know, I need X amount more hours or we need to restructure or whatever. Oh my God. She listens to me. See, <laughs> well, I've told her, let's man. mark that down on Good the calendar. Thing yes, it's, all, it's recorded Jake. So yeah. you yes. can for posterity. W- yes. Friday, Mike will August make a sound 26th bite of it. at nine 21 PM <laughs> Pacific standard time. I have proof that Allie actually listens to the shit that comes out of my mouth. I'm glad you know the date. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yes. Anyways, um, you know what they say? The the squeaky wheel always gets Shut the grease. Shut the fuck up. Get the fuck out of this house. You know what else Anyways. is squeaky sometimes? Uh, Eric, do you want to introduce this one? Do, do you know about this one? Have you heard about this? Um, have you seen this? I- I know a little bit about. Do we have time? Oh yeah, one of those yeah, we days. got time. How much time? Okay, minutes. I, well, huh? Minutes. Like I could spin off of this with something it's, with squeaky oh, yeah. brakes. Yes, okay, cool. Yes, for uh, sure. Uh, toxic people marry toxic people. Mm. We'll, we'll start with oh, that. Oh jeez, you know, that's loaded. Cup, cup. Yeah. Sometimes um, may be good. Sometimes <laughs> may be shit. <laughs> Um, you know, there are some matches made in heaven and we had uh, a couple customers come in and we had a couple customers come in that they were an absolute pair and, uh, their concern, uh, was that their brakes were squeaking. Um, and Mike can go into the details now because the whole premise of the whole damn thing and why they originally came in. And then all of a sudden this just developed uh, it was one of those ever since, yeah, type type deals. Okay. Of course. Mikey, you can take it away. So the car's got like 90 plus thousand miles on oh, it. Oh, fuck me. And it's a young car. And for, for two or three service visits, they've been complaining about squeaky brakes. And every single time we measure the brakes, they're like nine millimeters in the front. Then they go down to eight millimeters in the front because they keep saying the squeaks from, from the front. And the rears are still obviously perfectly fine, like, you know, like, you know, nine or 10 millimeters or whatever the stock. A pad measurement is eight millimeters. So they keep coming in for the squeak. And, you know, the technicians drive the vehicle. They do the inspections. They pull the wheels off. You know, they're looking for ways to make money. And they get frustrated when they can't find anything wrong with the vehicle. Right. So after the second time that it comes in, they're like, I or third time that it comes in, like, I, I, I don't know what you want me to do. I've spent so much time on this vehicle. We've never been able to duplicate it. Well, the customer's got a video of the, of the noise happening. Great. What are the circumstances and the times and stuff? So anyway... We get a phone call and a super angry phone call from the customer saying, I can't believe this. You know, it's unsafe. I paid all this money for this extra warranty because they have an extended service plan on the vehicle and they want their brakes fixed because there's something wrong with the brakes. The brakes shouldn't be making this noise. I I don't understand why they're making this noise. And we keep telling them everything's fine. Well, it's got to be something with the rotors. The rotors don't have any imperfections in them. They're measuring perfectly fine. There's no run out. There's no nothing. And we can't even duplicate the noise. So like ever. So I get told that as the almost shop foreman again, maybe, I don't know. Um, I get, <laughs> I get told that I'm going to be road testing and, and, and fielding these customers. So the customers come down and, you know, it starts off with again, you know, what's the concern with the vehicle today? So, um, they're telling me about this noise and they, you know, the, 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 you know, I'm talking to the husband and the wife's standing behind the husband and the husband's talking to me, but the wife is angrily talking over him in the background, telling, you know, feeding him stuff to say to me. 
uh, like I you're standing right there. You can just come talk to me if you want. But anyway, so, you know, they're very, very agitated at this point. Okay. So I'm trying to calm the situation down while assessing the situation. And essentially what they're talking about is that occasionally at times, sometimes intermittently, there'll be almost never. Yeah. There'll be some sort of a squeak when you apply the brakes sometimes on occasion at times. <laughs> it's only after three 30 on a Thursday though. Yeah. Right. On every other Thursday of the second right. full moon of the third trimester of, you know, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> of the pregnancy. Yeah. So, so I, I'm like, okay, well, you know, obviously intermittent concerns. Well, I know you guys have been trying to look at it, but I just don't understand. You know, I paid all this money for this. I said, if there was something that I, well, why can't you just replace the brakes? Well, I can't replace the brakes because unfortunately under your service contract, we cannot replace brakes if they're, you know, not within our, uh, the, the minimum measurements to replace them. I can't do anything. I can't if do anything for, for a, well, I can't even do anything for a noise concern. It's, it's not covered under their, their contract. It's only based on measurements. So, um, you know, do you mind going for road tests with me? Let's see if we can, you know, figure this out. So I go on a road test and I'm driving the thing around. And of course it is dead nuts silent. I can't hear a oh, wow. friggin' thing. So, but I'm trying to assess what, you know, under the conditions that it's occurring and things like that. And I'm trying to hypothesize with them about what the potential things could be, whether or not it's normal or, or not. And so they're telling me that the wife drives the vehicle mostly and the husband doesn't drive the vehicle. The husband never really hears the noise, but the wife does. And it's usually so only just after, fucking yeah, her. And it's usually under certain, under certain occasions, but those occasions are always different. So, you know, I'm, I, I, I can't get anywhere. So I'm sort of trying to tell them like, well, you know, sometimes there is surface oxidation on the rotors. And if we're doing right. light braking, then that surface oxidation transfers to the brake pads. And sometimes if we're still doing light braking, we never really get a chance to build up enough heat and friction to get all of that material back off and get new surfaces on the rotors and on the brake pads to get all that surface oxidation off. And the guy starts telling me, he's like, well, you know, uh, I used to work at a 76 station and of I've, I've never did. heard of that. You know, I said and I said, well, you know, brake pad quality and, and you know, components it kind of changed over the years he's like oh well you know i yeah i guess i understand i said there's a lot more metal content in our brake pads with the friction material i said so it's possible that because we are doing light braking in the vehicle and you know again i just start saying all that and by the end of the of the road trip he's saying oh well that does make sense and i said so you know it's not and i'm not just talking about you know when you walk out to your car and you got dew on your car i'm not talking about that but you know when you park your car on the driveway and maybe it's facing the grass on one side and the sprinklers come on you know that's what the the advisor was talking about when water is getting on we're not talking about driving through puddles where it's like you know overnight the sprinklers come on oh you know what that does make hey honey don't you remember when the sprinklers were you know uh, uh over watering and they were just watering the whole side of the car oh that's great oh, glad oh, we're in a yeah. california oh, drought that does make Jesus. sense so i get back to the dealership and i said listen Jesus. it's you know and i and i performed a few heartbreaking things nothing crazy because they were both in the car and i just didn't want anybody to freak out but sure um i said let's try this Should've you know shit the britches. under under safe circumstances let's try a couple of you know spirited braking sessions and see if we can i like that can be another one spirited braking sessions let's you know let's try that and let's see if we can you know you know braze the rotor and you know um let's let's see if we can get that surface material to rebond with each other clean up all that you know surface oxidation on there and go from there you might hear a few little squeaks here and there but that's just what's going to happen as we are getting all that friction material reacquainted with the rotor surface. So they seem to be relatively happy with that. And I took a customer that was... Did you was, charge them for diagnosis? No, of course not. And I even did a visual inspection on the brakes in the service drive while I was there. 
Um, but which again, were still virtually brand new breaks. Gotcha. Um, but I was able to take a customer that was calling in and essentially screaming out at our personnel. And when they left, they were fine. And then the husband actually understood what I was saying. Cause he's an engineer and I'm using air quotes because that's, he said that he's an engineer and he used to do whatever for airplanes and stuff like that. So he obviously knows about his brand new edge brake pads and stuff like that. <laughs> they taught him that in sh- architectural engineering 30 years ago. Yeah. So anyway, um, aviation, but yeah, I mean, it was just, uh, it, it was just wild. Um, you know, I was able to, to, to take a, a, a dangerous situation and seemingly make it okay until they, they tell me no, no. In, in, until we get the Yelp review and they say that I was condescending to them and everything like that. Oh, right. After, there's always that. I always ask, you know, like, is there anything else? Oh, no, thank you. You've been so helpful, you know, blah, blah. And then, you know, we get the Yelp review. He was so condescending to me. Right. Uh, he was mean to my son. That's the nature of this business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, well, I think we've reached the, red, the end of this episode. I feel oh, like we have wait. to, but I do want to say before we go that that sounds like, you know, manager material to me, Michael. You diffuse the situation. I I, I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but that was the at the second customer of the day today. Yeah. That I was able to do that too. Well, as a manager, you're going to have mostly those kinds of customers cuz that's what gets escalated to the manager, right? I seem to be relatively successful at it so one day when i'm ready to take a managerial position like i'll be Monday. sure to try and apply that <laughs> give your balls a tug and on that it. note we thank you all we for listening you. and everybody send micah no nope. well wishes nope. anyway but there it is. That's what there we've all been waiting you. for. Yes. Yay. Oh, I just want everyone to Jake's know that. Jake's got a standing desk. Yeah, Jake yeah, is like standing now. I, I feel like I want to do just this too. Just stay on the damn couch. No, I'm going to do I it. Said I can't. I wanted to stand Mine's very firm. It's great. It's much better for your. Wait, what's uh, firm? I want to feel it. <laughs> my microphone stand and my pebbles. Anyways. <laughs> okay. um, Cool beans. We would love for you guys to follow us on all of our social medias. Just search our customer states podcast on Instagram, Tiki Talkies, Facebook. Uh, you can reach us at customer states podcast at gmail.com. Oh, no, Water. don't do Twitter. We have one, but like I don't do anything with it. Um, <laughs> so she's honest. Maybe say like. Hey, no one's going to read this. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, um, what else? We'd also like to thank. Oh, get give our, us money. Our get our, uh, you can check us out at uh, customerstatespodcast.com uh, uh, where you can find yes. our merchandise, all of our episodes about us, pictures of us, all that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, definitely. We want to thank our sponsors. Dale Fall at twistedbills.com. The VIPs. The VIPs. Thank you very much for supporting us. All of our sponsors like Travis Ferris from Hit Distributing, supplying Justice Brothers products. Nick Lowridge at Matco Tools, supplying us Matco Tools. Ray Moon from El Ranchito Talk Shop, Lake Elsewhere, supplying us delicious tacos and that creamy, creamy guac. So creamy. Yum. And... We also need to wish uh, Alan Grimsley a very happy birthday. Happy birthday, Alan. Happy Happy birthday, birthday, Alan. 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 And with with that, we say bye-bye. Love you. Love you. No, I love them. You do. Even though you're not here in person, and that's fine. But, you know, whatever. I guess you love them. 
I tolerate all of you. Last one who talks has to take a shot of Malort. Love you. Hi, this is Mike Sarah from Customer States. Matco Tools is one of the best tool companies in the industry, and Nick Lowridge is one of the best Matco tool distributors. Nick can get me anything I need for the shop or for at home. From oil drain pans to beef jerky, Nick's got what I need on tap. Nick works in the Thousand Oaks, California area, and you too can get whatever you need by calling him at 805-796-7323. And if you're not in that area, call him anyway and tell him you heard about him from the Customer States Podcast. And then you can hop on to uh, matcotools.com and find a Matco Tools distributor near you. Matco Tools. Service. Trust. Results.